I recently read that one indicator of adult maturity is the ability to hold conflicting ideas in tension. A very simple example of this comes from parenting. Raising healthy children is sometimes described as long days, short years, and all joy, no fun. So, being the mature adult that I am, I can certainly understand and agree with Jesus' instruction in today's gospel to be private rather than performative in our spiritual practices. No piety theater, no humble bragging. I'm so glad that we're talking with Food for Thought about offering free food to people downtown. Just because I fast so often doesn't mean that everyone should go hungry. And yet, I also value participating in a service like today's, where I'll end up with a cross-shaped smudge of ashes on my forehead, and then go on about my life in the world, where other people are likely to notice this temporary tattoo, carefully positioned above even the best N95 mask. I can readily hold these two notions in tension, recognizing the importance of each but I can't figure out how to put both of them into a single sermon. So, I'm going to approach this holy day that literally marks the beginning of Lent from another angle. Lent is our annual season of commemorating Jesus' walk towards death, one of their greatest acts of solidarity with humanity. And today, on Ash Wednesday, we gather together to remind ourselves and each other of the truth that death lies ahead for all of us. You'll hear it spoken tonight. The prayer book rubrics say that the ashes are accompanied by words from Genesis. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. One day, whether sooner or later, whether from COVID or a vital organ that fails, or suicide, or a stupid accident, or any of a thousand other causes, we'll be included in the list of names that are recited and remembered on All Saints Day by members of Trinity who come after us. Lutheran pastor and writer Nadia Boltz-Weber has broadened and enriched this focus on our mortality. In her book, Accidental Saints, she writes, Here's my image of Ash Wednesday. If our lives were a long piece of fabric with our baptism on one end and our funeral on the other, and we don't know the distance between the two, then Ash Wednesday is a time when that fabric is pinched in the middle and the ends are held up so that our baptism in the past and our funeral in the future meet. The water and words from our baptism plus the earth and words from our funerals, have come from the past and future to meet us in the present. And in that meeting, we are reminded of the promises of God, that we are gods, that there is no sin, no darkness, and yes, no grave that God will not come to find us in and love us back to life. That where two or more are gathered, Christ is with us. These promises outlast our earthly bodies and the limits of time. As I thought about that, it occurred to me that it might be useful as we enter the season of Lent 
to consider an alternative to the prayer book's Ash Wednesday charge, one that goes like this. Remember that you are God's, and to God you shall return. Remember that you are God's. That's God's in the possessive, not in the plural. And to God you shall return. Remember that you are God's irreplaceable, non-fungible, handcrafted, artisanal creation. Not made simply from dust, but as the second chapter of Genesis describes it, fashioned from both the dust of the earth and the warm, enlivening breath of a loving, intimate creator. Today's Psalm 103 describes God as remembering our origin story, that we are the creatures that God designed from scratch and declared very good. Verse 14 says, For he knows how we were made. He remembers that we are dust. Remember that you are God's, because God certainly, faithfully, tenderly remembers you. Remember that you are God's, and to God you shall return. Remember that your baptism, the sacrament of new birth, tagged you forever as God's beloved child. Even if you don't actually remember your baptism, because you were an infant at the time, know that you're a member of God's family. Whether you like that or not, there's no undoing it. Once you're baptized, you belong to God. And all that remains to be seen is what you're going to do about it. Now let me be clear about what I mean, or more accurately what I don't mean, when I say, once you're baptized, you belong to God, and all that remains to be seen is what you're going to do about it. Remember that you are God's no matter what. That status can't be won or lost. There's no qualifying exam to pass. I'll go back to Psalm 103, which says that as the heavens are high above the earth, so is his mercy great. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. As a father cares for his children, so does the Lord care for us. But we don't do anything to earn that mercy and forgiveness and care. Lent has often been approached as a season of deprivation, a time to give up a comfort or a habit or something enjoyable. But giving up things at Lent doesn't make God love us more. Taking on extra spiritual discipline doesn't earn us greater divine approval than our less observant neighbors. As Jesus pointed out in today's Gospel reading, you can't dazzle God into loving you. That's a gift freely given to all of us. Despite any of your opinions to the contrary, God is blindly, recklessly, ridiculously convinced that who you are, as you are, is a treasure. And where God's treasure is, there God's heart will be also. Remember that you are God's. And if you struggle with that, God will help you to remember if you ask. 
the baptismal covenant full of both renunciations and promises, whether they were made by you or for you, echoes with the repeated response, I will, with God's help. So when you pray to God, just ask for a reminder. I'm pretty sure that one of the top five things that prayer is good for is asking for help. And if you struggle with knowing how to pray, how to ask, you can turn to what's been ingeniously named the Book of Common Prayer. It's full of prayers that you can use when you're feeling confused or exhausted or scared. Or maybe you're frankly wondering if this whole God business is just a mass delusion or a big scam. A healthy faith community is another source of support in remembering whose you are. Other people can remind you or can remember on your behalf when you forget that you are God's beloved child. Remembering is easier when you're surrounded by a community of folks who are all trying to remember the same thing you are. Remember that you are God's and to God you shall return. That part about returning refers, of course, to our inevitable death. If nothing else, COVID has certainly battered us with the truth that none of us is promised even one more day. Keep death daily before your eyes, St. Benedict wrote in his rule in the 6th century. It will affect how you live, what you prioritize, where both your treasure and your heart are. We live in a culture that tells us that if we eat the right foods, if we buy the right consumer goods, if we track our steps, we can elude death and live forever. But if we think about it, and we try really hard not to think about it, we know better. We know that death is real. Remember that you are God's, and to God you shall return. Our return to God is possible because God first came to us through a live link named Jesus, in whom heaven and earth overlapped. Jesus demonstrated that death is no longer getting the last word. Death is real, but so are resurrection and new life. Remember that to God you shall return even if the nature of that new life with God is largely a mystery. That means that we're called to trust God despite having incomplete information. Or as theologian Marcus Borg put it, to die unto God and hope for the best. It helps to know that the one person who rose from the dead and ascended into heaven told us over and over again, don't be afraid. Remember that you are God's, and to God you shall return. That's the dream and the promise of our God, spoken into our hearts, through the prophets, through the patriarchs and matriarchs and mystics, in human flesh, in Jesus, at our baptism, at our death, and today in this community, on this Ash Wednesday. For the next 40 days, 
or at least for what's left of this first one. I'm going to try to remember that.